0: Ah, we are live. Welcome back. Here we are. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one half of your co-host, Blake Rufino. Alongside me is the man, the myth. Uh, he thinks he's Joe Burrow. He has a name, but he's not Joe DeLeone. Joe, what's happening?
1: By the way, I have to. I have to let you know that I, I, I think I've told you this before. So every time I go to get my haircut, this is I've done this for the past year. I have pulled up and and shown a, a barber. Joe Burrow, a picture of Joe Burrow for my haircut. Oh. Now, it doesn't look anything like it, but I'm trying to get as close as possible with my ugly face. I feel like you look like the kid that plays Dennis the Menace. You, you, Yeah, you told me that one already. But, <laughs> hey, look, all, all, all the girls are thirsting over Joe Burrow, so if I can do the haircut thing. Did I send you a picture of my, my Halloween costume, by the way? You did. Did I send you that? I did you send did. you that.
0: It's, uh, it's straight out of Netflix in that one series about – you know, guys named Dahmer, any whom, any whom, whom, we're we're, we're past that. We're past that. All right, but we Uh. do got a lot we have to talk about here tonight. I'm hoping, Joe, I'm going to take a little bit of a shot. I'm hoping that our show lasts a little bit longer than Ed Reed's contract at (laughs) Bethune-Cookman. Oof. Our producer, Pooh, is that a little bit of a shot? Now, he'll be talking about it on his show tonight with the HBCU hour, but we might get into a little bit of that. But we'll talk yeah. a little bit about a former HBCU coach. Dion's making a lot of waves, man. If you talk to anybody in college football, I talked to somebody in the SEC today, they're battling through recruits. Carmani McClain from Florida committed to him. We'll talk a lot of Dion and the buffs. Our, uh, I called him our Browse. Kendall Browse goes to TCU officially. We talked about that, Joe, last time. But Arkansas flips the switch really quickly and picks up Dan Enos. Kind of felt like that was coming. I'm going to give Arkansas fans a little bit of a heads up here. I don't think that that's really that bad of a downgrade. We'll touch on that in Kendall mm. Browse as well. And Joe, we'll talk a lot through that. And then if we have some time, Ed Reed, and then we'll get into our early Heisman picks. Give me Michael Penix Jr., baby. I am all over pac Oh,
1: I hope that's not who you say later. I hope that that is. uh, You said Heisman hopefuls. You didn't say who's going to win it. No, we're talking about who we think is going to win it. That's the I I wrote down the odds from Bet Online. Mike Michael Penix is on there. He's one of the top guys, but he's not winning the award. Let's be real with ourselves here, Blake. What What do you not like about that? He throws the ball left handed. No, I love Michael Penix Jr, but he or is it because he's dripping swag every time he walks. What
0: do you not like he, about Michael Penix Jr? He plays
1: for Washington. When is the what in what world is a Washington quarterback going to win the award? They would have to finish in the top 5 for me. To win that when award. is the There's kid from no
0: TCU way. who started the season as a backup a Heisman, uh, the
1: Heisman runner-up? He, he can be, a, he can be a finalist. I think he's got all the tools uh-huh. and all the the, the setup uh-huh. to be a finalist. But I think you and hey, I can both agree. Who's the quarterback
0: that won the last two national titles? What was he? We're not. We're,
1: we're, we're not I'm little not. A little I'm curly headed. Of... I'm not letting <laughs> you do this to me. I'm not letting you do this to me. I'm not letting you set me up to just get lit up for. <laughs> for this Stetson Bennett slander. I slandered him already. I'm not going to do it anymore. Not because I'm afraid, but it's over. It's past. It's behind us. Penning's legit, Bennett dude. Slander.
0: Penning's legit. You better clip that. Michael Penix Jr., I want you on the show. That's what I want. I want Michael <laughs> Penix Jr. on the show, so we'll talk about that. But we got a lot to get in touch with, or a lot to touch on here tonight. Everybody do us a favor, though, because we do have to touch on a lot. Joe, we'll be going – I've been telling everybody on AYS, my other my other show, but we'll announce it here too. We'll be going live a lot more frequently, a lot more content. So if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Shout out to our good friends over at the TuneIn app, XM Radio. Subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts as well. And don't forget to hit the like and share. So many of you listen to us on Facebook as well, share to all those groups and pages as well. Joe, let's do this. Since we do have a lot we got to get to, let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag very quickly. Your boy went 4 0 this weekend. I told Ooh. Cam Rogers, I told Cam Rogers, do not bet against Joe Burrow. <laughs> Big, nuts Joe Burrow. And what did he do? Oh, they suck. Well, look at you, Cam. So what? You're on CNN. No one really cares. Joe Burrow. I told Cam this ask Cam Rogers, who works for Belief. I sent him a text on Tuesday, okay? Mm-hmm. True story. I said, you're okay. going to be the reason that the Bills get their asses whipped. Just because of him? Just purely him is
1: the reason why? That they, they got You their- cannot
0: tag Joe Burrow in a video saying that he's going to get his ass beat.
1: Wait, you he can't- tagged Burrow? I didn't know his that.
0: Brother, his brother James Burrow and him were going back and forth on it. And then I'm getting DM messages like, "Hey Blake, who's this Rudy Pooh?" And I'm like, "Oh, you gotta oh, be Lord. kidding me!" Yeah, the I Burroughs, didn't know any of they, this. They were I- they were they were equally equally as pissed as when Texas put his mama up in the
1: nosebleeds in '19. <laughs> pissed off, you made Joe Burrow. I gotta talk to Cam about this. I didn't know that he did that. By the way, biggest pet peeve of mine, without a doubt, is tagging. A- an athlete, <laughs> a college or an NFL athlete when you're talking about it. it is the corniest, goofiest thing ever. Oh, Cam, what are we doing here, man? You can't, you can't I be don't doing know if, that. That's, I ridiculous. don't know if he
0: tagged him, but it. I mean, he tagged him in my heart. He tagged. Him. That's all I know. He did. Okay. All right. Let's talk about good friends over at bet online guys. We return in 45 seconds. We got a lot to talk about Dion. Is he making waves? He is. Talk about it next. Mm. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. Zeus on YouTube, Zeus Lambert says, Penix is legit. I'm re- I'm really ready, Joe, to get to that conversation, but we'll get to it in just a minute. Michael Blanco says, "I just saw YouTube that Prime is going to sign the number one recruit. Not sure what year. I, look, I, I think that he's talking about Mark Carmani McLean, the DB from Florida. Yeah. Now, Carmani yeah. got dropped. Now, that's a whole different topic, Joe. Joe, for another day as we get this show started. So, in case you right. missed it, Dion over the last week, Carmani McLean, the number well. Used to be the number one corner in the country, has committed to the University of Colorado. Joe, I'm gonna say this. I, look, I don't know where you sent and and a lot of people are going to rag me on this now, there's a couple of reasons why I think Dion won't have a, you know great level of success. But why I at least next year. but why I do believe he gets his seven or possibly eight wins is because he's just recruiting at such a high level. The kids he's getting from the portal aren't that bad. I mean, Joe, the simple nature that you have Travis Hunter at one corner and Carmani McClain at the other corner is is unreal. That if you would have told me a year ago that Colorado would have the number one and number one corner from last year's class and this year's class, I would say you're crazy. But here
1: we here we sit. Yeah, the promising nature of the fact that they've pulled both of those top corners. And one thing's clear, Deion Sanders every single year is going to attract a lot of talented defensive backs. He's going to attract a lot of kids with similar personalities to Deion. And we saw that with Travis Hunter, uh, a guy who is trying to build his personal brand. And I think that right now that's the attraction. Why would you take the upfront money when you can be on an Amazon Prime documentary? You build up all these followers, people get to know you personally, and you're getting brand deals coming from various companies. Heck, his own son signs with Gatorade last year. A big prominent name. Now, I will say this when you're saying seven wins, are you saying that seven wins this upcoming season, or are you saying in the near future? Because I'm no, I'm I've very been- Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm unwilling to commit anything higher than five wins. I looked at their schedule and their schedule is really difficult. They have, I totally agree, Mm -hmm. killed it in the portal. Absolutely killed it in the portal. And it helps that he's pulling a lot of his top players from Jackson State. But next season, they have to play Oregon, Utah, Uh and Washington State. All of those are going to be tough games and possibly all losses.
0: I, I don't mean this in a demeaning way to Dion or his family, okay? The only reason why I don't put them – so I say seven. I, so I'm to the point where I think that they their ceiling, their absolute ceiling is eight wins. Okay, like you go into a bowl hmm. game, which I think is a, a massive accomplishment for Colorado if you're able to go to a bowl game. They can get to seven wins, go to a bowl game, win it. I do think I'm with you though. I think that their floor could be five wins. Reason being, and I again, I'm not meaning this in a in a wrong way, and I don't mean this in a demeaning way. Is his son Shador ready to go? Is Shador ready is. to be that next P five level quarterback? I don't think that he is. But I've also said, I've also said that a lot of people aren't ready for the spotlight. And they are. Joe, my, my point would be is they can get there because they still play Cal. They might beat a Washington State. They can, they can upset some of these teams. Here's mm-hmm. why. Because if Shador is able to just be hot for a half or three quarters, whenever it may be, they're going to upset somebody they're not supposed to. Why? They just have too much talent around the board. Now, the thing that I revolt they don't play Cal. I, they play Stanford, I mean? though. Stanford stinks. Well, Stanford, you get what I mean. Like, a team like them. I, I think my point is with Colorado, and when we sit here and talk about Dion, I don't know if they have the dudes up front. I, I really don't know if they have enough dudes in the interior that can really make them – that next level however that's not a shot at them people will take that as a shot if they get to six or seven wins that is a hell of a job that Mm -hmm. is a hell of a coaching job in my opinion i don't know how you feel about it but if they get bowl eligible that's a hell of a season to me i'm just being honest so would that be five so they play i'm assuming oregon you, okay, so it is Oregon, USC, Arizona State. Is Arizona State a big boy? I don't know. But this is where you get interesting. So, Pooh Bear brought this up, Joe. They play Oregon, USC. I think that's a loss and a loss. Mm-hmm. Arizona mm-hmm. State, I could see them winning. UCLA, I think that's a third loss. Oregon State, I'm not going to – I don't think DJ U <laughs> – DJ U- 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 Google or however we say his name, I don't think he can win a game <laughs> of rock, paper, scissors sometimes. I think they could beat Arizona. I think they could beat Wazoo. They can't beat Utah. So what is that? Four or five losses. They got a tough one, man. They got a tough one, and 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 they play TCU
1: on the road. Right. I think I'm I'm slowly starting to to uh, reconnect here on the uh, on the Believe Internet. But look, I, I looking at their schedule. I just think that there are a lot of roadblocks that are going to make it difficult for them. But I totally agree with the sentiment that you have there. There are upsettable games that they have on their schedule that it could get them close to that eight-game win total. I just don't want to set the expectations too high for this team. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves in assuming that, that they can seven, be competing is six for this
0: seven team. wins too high for them, though? Is that unattainable? I, I, th- I well, think it we're, might be. We're not be. talking about them contending we're, we're right.
1: not to the point of them contending like is six wins that much to pivot immediately from as bad as they were last year to seven wins I think is a huge turnaround which is why like I see them getting to six and I think that that's a tremendous co- accomplishment but what gives them that capability of what you're talking about Blake to potentially be uh, an a, a team that could upset maybe they upset a team like UCLA maybe they upset a team like Oregon on their schedule is having Shadur, and I, I I have a very high expectation for him specifically for how good he was. Forty-six touchdowns total last year, and almost four thousand yards total. He is a fantastic athlete. Now, when we see that clip of him, you know, throwing that ball on air and everyone getting all hyped up and excited about it, like that's a little bit ridiculous. But he is a very talented player. He's not going to be a top pick in the 2024 NFL draft, but he is going to be one of the highly talked about players in his conference and somebody that can make a ton of plays. He's a fantastic athlete. He's a gamer. He's going to have a big, big impact for Colorado next season. I think that plays in line with what you were talking about. Do they have the athletes? That I don't know. And is is Travis going to be playing receiver? That's where where I'm also concerned, and what you talked about with the offensive line, it is so hard to recruit and get offensive linemen uh, in, in, in the modern era of football because no most doubt. of the good players are filling in the back ends of rosters at other programs, it seems like, these days. So they might get pushed around a little bit. It helps that they're playing in the Pac-12 and they're not in the SEC, but it might take them a few seasons before they can fill out that offensive line. You know you know what else I, I thought about now I'm with you
0: you know I wouldn't you know there there's parts of me I don't, I wouldn't be shocked if they win five games I also wouldn't be shocked if they won seven or eight I know that that's a massive margin you know what I I thought about a lot today when we were thinking about these topics number one they still have an entire spring football so what do I mean by that there's going to be a whole bunch of other kids that are going to hit the portal after spring. Okay. Yeah. That Can they continue to fill holes that they don't, that they don't, that they have? I think, and this is what mostly happens. Now go and look this up. It's an interesting stat. Did you know that most offensive linemen hit the portal after spring? I think the reason being is look, I played that position. I played that position in college. We're idiots. We are loyal to a fault, (laughs) okay? And when you're loyal to a fault, you think that you can beat the guy ahead of you. Mm. I don't think that they have a good offensive line. I don't think that they have a good defensive line. I think – here's what I think. If they can get into games where they start out-athleting some dudes, like I think they have more athletes than Cal. I think that they have more athletes than Wazoo. I think that they have some more athletes as I'm looking at this roster – Look, Nebraska, for you know, Nebraska's in the same type of light, okay? Now, they're recruiting at somewhat of a high level. They got a big offensive tackle today that was from Georgia. Yeah. You, are you going to tell me Nebraska's not a winnable game? They're in the same boat as Colorado was a season ago. TCU, I don't think you win. Colorado State, I do think you win. They can get there. Here's the ultimate thing I want to talk about with Dion, though. You got to give him credit for this. The dude's recruiting his ass off, Joe. He is recruiting at a very high level. Now, it was said today that Nicholas Harbor was going to be there. I can confirm I talked to Nicholas Harbor's camp cuz LSU has been in the mix with some of this. He is not in Boulder. Okay, so we can kind of confirm that. But yeah. you got to give him this, man. He's he
1: he is recruiting at a very very high level. Even if we remove all of the other guys that they were able to pull, like he also got Dylan Edwards, who's a four-star running back, very talented player. He was able to get a lot of these late guys with such little time to work with. But the one that I think is the most promising is attracting Cormani McLean to come play for him, a guy who was offered a lot of money. And then there were also possibilities maybe Rashada comes and visits. It it doesn't sound like that is entirely on the table anymore, but it was still a, a speculation. That recruiting is ultimately what is going to set up this team for success. And that is what helps the top programs in college football produce results. And the fact that he's able to do it without the upfront uh, upfront money that all these other programs have been able to you know entice guys to come and play for them like Alabama, like Georgia, like Florida, all these programs that have big Nil collectives, I think the outlet, outlook for for Colorado is not next season. We need to not, like I was saying earlier, get our X ex- season. I believe that in his second and third year, they will be one of the top. Uh,
0: let me know when he gets back in here. Um, Lavarion says, I think Shador will do fine Um, in the Pac-12 and still a few games and be one of the top QBs in the nation. We'll see. Going to FCS to, to power five is a big deal, but continue your thought, Joe, if we got you.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm still connected or not. We're having a really rough internet day. Um it's okay. Continue. We're it's fine. Continue. Um, what I was just trying to say is that I think the outlook for the next couple of seasons, because of the way that he's recruited and that he's shown that he can attract these five star guys without the money. In the next two years, that they will be competing for the top of the conference. They will be one of the top three teams, and it like that again. That shouldn't be a hot take because once USC and once UCLA depart, it's an open, it it, it's open game for anybody to take over this conference. Now
0: I do agree with that. I mean, if they get in a situation where UCLA and USC is not in there, then they're competing with Oregon State. They're competing with Oregon. But that that conference is still really weak. I think it are, they're not going to be a, a, a true power five, in my opinion. At that point, the only thing is is when you recruited. I've when you recruited a high level. I mean, look, they're bringing in a lot of transfers, man. Like they're bringing in a lot of dudes, mm-hmm. a lot of better dudes than what they had. I just think that they can get to that five, six, seven win mark. That's where I sit with them. But I agree with you holistically on this. I do agree that this year you got to give him time. You got like, and a lot of eyeballs are going to be on Dion, right? Like, I don't remember his first year at Jackson State. I don't remember his record. I, 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 I can't know that at the, off the top of my head. But if I'm remembering, he didn't start off red hot. Okay. It kind of built, he kind of started off slow and then it kind of built up. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Pooh says that it was the COVID year and they lost four games. So there you go. I mean, like you said, Joe, it's going to be a little bit of a rebuild, obviously a massive rebuild for him, but I agree with you. I think it's something that they can accomplish. Let's see if they can. You know who is kind of having to rebuild a little bit here? To some extent, I think that they're going to have a little bit more of a rebuild and not a reload is TCU. Now, It's official. We talked about this last show, but now that it is official, Kendall Bryles is leaving Arkansas and is going to TCU. Joe, I'm going to make a very big statement to all of our Arkansas fans. And this is something that I'm going to clip. I want to be clipped because I'm tired of hearing it. I am tired of hearing that Kendall Bryles is one of the elite offensive coordinators in the country. Where? Okay. I get that he's been good. He was good <clears throat> two seasons ago. Technically, when Kate, you know, they took Alabama to the wire. They had some good games. They beat LSU on the road. I think they finished nine and four. They had a really stout running game. Their offensive line was really good. Problem being, though, they took a massive step back. Now you could say it's because well, Blake KJ Jefferson was hurt. Well, KJ Jefferson wasn't hurt when you lost to A and M. KJ Jefferson wasn't hurt in a lot of those games. Kansas took you to the wire. You went six and six. And here's my ultimate thing here, Joe. I know that K.J. Jefferson was hurt against Liberty, and you lost to Hugh Freeze team. You still lost. Ken O'Brien's, in my opinion, is not a, the end-all, be-all when it comes to being an offensive coordinator. There are so many times, if you ever watch an Arkansas game, which – Frankly, being in Louisiana, you see a lot of those Arkansas games because you're close to Arkansas. Derrick plays Joe on third and six, third and seven. He's running the football. Why? Now you could say, well, KJ can't throw. Well, you got to give him the ability to be able to convert that. I think I don't think he's as good as everybody thinks that he is. And good for him to go to TCU, where the S and, and out of the SEC, where it's not a gauntlet every week. Good for you for bowing down to the dudes that you got to face up front. Sounds cute, bro. Go to TCU. But it's not a downgrade with Dan Enos. It's not. Dan Enos is a witch. You know how I know he's a witch? 2018, he was assistant head coach for Nick Saban. In two th- when, mm-hmm. when, well, they got their absolute ar- arses beat by Clinton. <laughs> you remember, guess who he was a quarterback coach for? Tua Tagovailoa. Steve Sarkeesian was still in the building. He wanted Dan Enos there. Dan Enos has been in Arkansas before. He's been Miami and was re- most recently the offensive coordinator at Maryland. I don't think it's a downgrade. I think it's a little bit of an upgrade. It's where I sit.
1: I actually completely agree with you on this. I know it's one of the few oh, things shit, that he we, we've <laughs> been-
0: <laughs> If we're agreeing, he's needs to go. But anyway, Continue.
1: Yeah, something something's wrong if we're agreeing. But if you look back at what Kendall Bryles has done, he was number one back-to-back when he was Baylor's offensive coordinator. He eventually is, is removed during the scandal that happens at Baylor, and he has a couple stops on the way before he gets to Arkansas, which is FAU, Houston, Florida State. The best that he performed in terms of total offense, where he finished in the rankings as an offensive coordinator, the highest was 35 and that was last year. We have years where they're finishing closer to 80, which is in the middle of the pack, past the middle of the pack, for the most of his time as an offensive coordinator. I I completely agree with you. I think that uh, for TCU's sake, a little bit of a – actually, a massive downgrade. I think that for Bryles' situation, uh, a bit of a cop-out to move on to a conference that is going to be less of a gauntlet. He's going to have a lot more opportunities to pad his stats. I I don't know if that this is going to net very – massive positive results tcu might have a serious serious hangover next season losing garrett riley and then now replacing him with a guy that has been relatively pretty mediocre in his career my only thing with enos i'm not a big fan of his play calling and his decision making and having watched uh, talia tagavailoa the past couple years at maryland i I remember doing his summer eval uh tagavailoa's summer eval And I just had a lot of head-scratching plays where I was wondering what the decision-making was with the play call. It's very – I understand that the approach in in college football these days is that you want to air it out. But to me that there are so many things missing in his decision-making and his approach to play calling. I am curious to see how what results this nets. Him coming back to Arkansas and having to actually scheme up an offense – against very, very good defensive coordinators and very good defensive talent. Well, he's been there before,
0: okay? He's been in Alabama. He's been in Arkansas before. I think, what was it, Bielema that he was there with? He's been in the SEC before. This isn't something new to Dan Enos, okay? I I think my point would be behind this, and I think it's a little bit of a – look, I don't think this is a little bit of a stretch – I think if Sam Pittman starts getting a little bit of, uh, you know, they start losing, he's going to be, start getting a little bit of hot water here, Joe. I'm not saying Danny Enos is going to have to be Sam Pittman's savior by any stretch of the imagination. But look, man, you got KJ Jefferson. You got dudes. Th- you Their offensive line is not poo-poo, okay? But you can't take Rocket Sanders and try to do a 37 sweep and think that yeah. it's going to work. You got to go north and south in this league. You know who knows that a lot? I think it's Dan Enos. He knows where he's got to do it. Now, I will agree with you on this on the Enos part. Maryland struggled at times. However, they had a couple backs that were hurt. If I'm not if I remember correctly, I remember watching the Michigan game. A couple backs went out. They had Raheem Jarrett. They had some dudes on the outside. I just don't think two Tagovailoa, you know, the the second brother. I call him the right-handed Tua. The right-handed <laughs> Tua just didn't have, in my opinion, the sauce I guess he you can sticks. call it okay thank you I I mean I just don't think he was that good I think the play calling was actually because of how he was limited I thought the play calling was good now candid I I, I think I told you this Joe I went and watched Maryland the Maryland Michigan game again at, mm-hmm. from this past season brother the dude was a witch okay like brother was pulling over card after card after card and I'm like Hey man, you better hit the. Perimeter You're talking here. about Enos,
1: not Talia, right?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about I'm talking about Enos. Now, two, the Tagovailoa was a part of that, obviously. I, I mean, he he got hurt. I mean, I think he you know broke a rib or something. But nevertheless, I think that Dan Enos is a decent hire. But here's the thing for me with Arkansas. Okay, I think Arkansas is in that same boat with AM in some sense. I think Pittman's a little. If Pittman starts struggling, Joe. Jerry Jones is going to take all of his frustration that he has for Dak and Brett Mayhar or Meyer or whatever you want to call the kid's name. <laughs> Jerry Jones is going to take all his frustration out on Sam Pittman. I, I, there's three coaches right now in the league. There's three coaches right now in the league, I think, is, and, it's in, and the SEC, I mean, that's in deep water. And you could, you could take this to the bank. Number one is Jimbo. Number two is Billy Napier, in my opinion, from some things that I hear. And number three is Sam Pittman. You can't go six and six, but Arkansas fans <sighs> yeah. though are a little bit more tolerable than than
1: most. But I think he's still in some hot water. Here's my thing though with with Pittman in Arkansas, like a difficult year last year, not having KJ Jefferson fully available, and, and you know Hornsby's fine for what he was, and he's he's transferring, he's gone. I just, what is the ceiling for Arkansas? I don't think that they're ever going to be that team that is going to finish at the top of the conference. I just don't but think that they have it in them for the regionality. So of it.
0: But at some point, what was release, I saying? They were good, Lou Holtz. I, oh, like I they look for a kind of poo-poo under Holtz. I, I mean, let me ask. You, let me ask you this: You got more money than you know what to do with. What's the excuses? You got one more point. money. You got Tyson money. I mean, Tyson chicken money. I mean, if you've ever gone on a diet, you've eaten grilled chicken from Tyson because it's in the bag and you get to warm it up in the air fryer. Whatever it is, they got more money than – they got Walmart money. They got Jerry Jones money. I don't want to hear that you're recruiting at a bad level. I don't want to hear that you have issues. You got to go out there and do it. I will tell you, though, with the money they have, if somebody got in there and could recruit his ass off, I think it would be something decent. Now, there's nothing to do in Arkansas. You know what you do in Arkansas, Joe? But now, 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 you play banjos with
1: right. blonde women. That, that I didn't say blonde. A, that's the blonde women. There's not much recruiting talent, and all of the neighboring states. A lot of those kids are still home, so I just don't understand where they're supposed to get that pool of players from. Does Mississippi
0: have a, a crap ton? Does South Carolina have a crap ton? Because last time I checked, Dabo doesn't have five stars pumping out of the ass like all these other states do, and he still wins.
1: Florida. It's a fair point. It's It's a fair point. Florida has two other
0: Power Five programs in their state.
1: Well, but there's a higher volume of, of five-star and four-star caliber recruits in that state for them to pull from. So even if they're losing some of those guys, they're still feeding into that pool of players. I just, like, when is the last big recruit to come out of the state of Arkansas? Like, I who – I don't even the, know who the, that is. Baham, on the
0: Bayham kid that came in for Baylor and when they won the Big 12, the quarterback, I think it was like a four- or five-star quarterback. Oh, uh, I think he was the last big one. But regardless – Sam Pittman, Sam, the, the people are rumbling now. I'm telling you. And you know why? Because Arkansas basketball sucks right now. They want to take it out on somebody. Look, listen, when that moonshine gets a running through that blood, and them Arkansas people get mad, Joe. They get mad. <laughs> I mean, the banjos get to playing. The redneck comes out in them, Arkansas people, man. I'm telling you. Uh, okay. Oh, we got one from Timmy Martin here. Mitch Mustang. Yes. I blasted the task. Joe didn't even have peach fuzz on his upper lip,
1: but he don't yeah, even know. I Mitch can't Mustang even tell you who was. that is. Oh, my I God. I can't even tell you who that is.
0: Google Google Mitch Mustang if you want to learn more about guys. Is that – he was a, his head coach, if I'm not mistaken, Pooh, tell me if I'm wrong, was Gus Malzahn. Oh, my God. If I'm not
1: mistaken – How old is this kid?
0: Um, he was probably making out with chicks when you were being born. I mean, that's how young you
1: are. <laughs> oh, so he went to USC though. He didn't even stay in the state. No, he didn't. That's pretty lame. Well, that's my point. When they have good kids, they all leave. I just, I I just don't think it's a very easy sell. I think that places like Old Miss and Mississippi state, like you were talking about Clemson, even if they're not as much of a recruiting hotbed, it's still an easier sell. Arkansas, like you're talking about, is a really tough sell for me. I, I'm i not trying to knock the state or anything. I just think it, it there's clear evidence to show that this random one instance of one of the top guys that's come out of the state, he picks to leave to go all the way to USC. So how much promise is there for a ceiling for this team? Uh, I The Darren McFadden days and the Peyton Hillis days were fun to look back at those highlights. I flip them on every so often when I'm bored, but I don't think we're ever going to touch uh, – Touch anything close to that for a long time, especially under Pittman.
0: They're Arkansas replacing two coordinators. Okay. Now I can think that Kendall Bryles is not that good. And, and you know, I can think Barry Odom is what he is. Joe, when you start replacing two coordinators, it's it it, it can become a disaster. Ask LSU, ask Ed Works run after 19 how that works. It doesn't, it doesn't bode well. Okay. This isn't Saban that we're talking about here. This is Sam Pittman. I, I, their schedule's brutal, as Pooh Bear, our producer, points out. Their schedule's mm-hmm. brutal, guys. Do they have Georgia next year? Do we know that? Like, if do, there could be a scenario where in a six-week span, now I don't know if they have Georgia or not, but buddy, who who are they going to be in the in the West? Like exactly I, I my point. I, I don't see them in that with that. Like I could see them at the end of the season being five and seven. And so if you do that again, how much le- how much more leash are you going to give Sam Pittman? Now, I know we're talking a lot of Arkansas here, but regardless, like I don't know. They do not have Georgia. Okay. But again, they have LSU, they have Bama, they have AM that's got more talent. It has a more talented roster than they do. And I will tell you this Bobby Petrino's pissed. Okay, you got to go up against Hugh Freeze in Auburn. Look at it. Look how Joe's frozen. He was doing that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I don't know. This is where I sit, Joe. This where I sit. I don't know what to tell you. Can you hear me? Yeah, can I,
1: can you hear hear you, <laughs> I can hear you, Blake. I can hear you, Blake.
0: To wrap this up, do you think it's a good hire with Dan Enos?
1: Uh, I think that it's a lateral one. I don't think that this is necessarily going to be a, a game-breaking move, but it could produce enough results to keep Pittman around for a few more years. Okay. Well, I agree. All right, kind of
0: we'll, we'll go 45 50 minutes, Joe. How about that? We'll okay.
1: we'll, we'll keep it we'll keep it slight. We'll re, we'll reconvene on and talk about the wifi later. <laughs> yeah, I'm going
0: <laughs> to kick every Texas
1: fan's ass that,
0: that works for believe. Yeah. Um all right, so early Heisman picks. Now, I will admit, I will admit, I haven't looked at all the odds and things like that, but I I think that I have a pretty good feel of where it's going to be. Obviously, you're going to have Caleb Williams on there. I think you'll have Bo Nix on there. I think you'll have Michael Penix on there. I'm really, Joe, for the first time in my life, I, I think you'll have Jane Daniels on there. I think you might have K.J. Jefferson on there. For the first time in my life, though, I don't think that out because I don't think that Caleb Williams is going to win back to back Heisman's. But who's going to be the front runner that comes behind him? Though, I guess who are your Heisman front runners? Who's the guy that you think that could that could take it all next year? Way too early. There are some guy. There are some guys that I think from an early Heisman perspective. I agree with Joe. I think Drake May is going to obviously be in that conversation. I think that. Poo and poo and Zach, I, I think there's a guy that I don't know if um y'all agree with this. I, I do wonder if Quinn Ewers, like Sam Ellinger that year, gets a early some early conversation and talk. I I I'm gonna be a homer on this one. I think I think Jaden Daniels is somebody we gotta watch out for, man. Like I like I really, really do believe Jaden's gonna be a dude that we have to watch out for. So Joe, for for me. I agree with you. It's a quarterback-friendly award. However, who's going to be that guy? Who's going to be the guy that comes out of nowhere that starts getting a lot of pub? Personally, I am a Michael Penix Jr. homer. I want Michael Penix Jr. to win it. I am a fan of the lefty out there slinging that thing. They won't get enough wins. Nobody in the country really
1: watched them because it's way too
0: late at night. I don't think he wins it. But if so, wait, a,
1: you, you, you saying Michael Penix Jr. and being a homer for Penix, I'm surprised you're not pushing harder for Jaden Daniels on this show for the amount well, of times that you brought that. him up this well, past but, year. But, but here's the thing. So, yeah, he, hold on, hold on. Here we go.
0: I'm going to break some news or maybe some thoughts on rafino and joe show that i probably should be doing on ays because not a lot of okay you know, i think that they're gonna for i think that i think and you know this better than most joe brian kelly likes to run two quarterbacks with that being said i think jane daniels it listen i told you i told you this i told you this a while back yeah If Jane Daniels gets 24 explosive plays, meaning down the field throws, I'm talking about 15, 20-yard throws, he's not coming out of the game. I've been told by people on that staff that I think that they will entertain the idea. Okay, now, could it be a lot of a Michigan type of deal early in the season where I don't know. I don't know how Brian Kelly's going to work it. I do think that there's a little bit more of an idea that the that the Purdue game could be the season. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. So, so
0: are you saying that
1: we're gonna get are, are you saying that we're gonna get at LSU next season like what happened with Malik Zaire and um, Deshaun Kaiser? Is that what's gonna happen here? No, now? because no. Let me tell you why. Garrett Nussmeier and Jane Daniels are better than those two quarterbacks. I mean, in terms of them splitting series and splitting snaps, is that the setup? As we sit here in January,
0: we will see. The reason I'm not going to push for Jaden at the current moment is because I think that there's, you know, some talks about how things are going to run. I think Daniels Daniels is going to start. I think Daniels is going to do really freaking good, to be honest. Where I think Garrett takes a little bit of a step back, and then in 2024. He completely takes over this quarterback position for LSU. We'll see. But I'm just a Michael Penix Homer and you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get over it. You're gonna have to get over the fact, Joe DeLeon, that I'm a Michael Penix apologist.